make sure you check out Tragic Nostalgia, the debut album from Winnipeg's Jared Adams. It'll be available to stream everywhere on June 26th, and you can visit tragicnostalgia.ca right now for more information. Blue Blood's debut EP, Make It Rain, was released in the fall of 2019 and is a strikingly original work of Winnipeg music, combining R&B, jazz, and EDM. Winnipeg Free Press gave it four stars and called it a profound statement of intent from an emerging artist whose work will soon be sought after. Make It Rain is available now on all streaming platforms. Despite all of the darkness, the fifth album from Y. Despite all of the darkness, the latest album from Y. Available now on iTunes, Google Play Store, Amazon, Spotify. CDs available at Sunrise Records. Hi folks, this episode of the podcast is my conversation with local folk rock duo, The Prairie Joggers. We talk about their upcoming new EP, which was recorded with Micah Ehrenberg. We talk about the way their sound has changed since the Otter Than the Otters days, about navigating the business of indie music in 2020, and a lot more. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Get up off your ass and get up on the Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm once again doing a remote conversation, which is the new normal, and I'll probably be doing it like this for months. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cool because it gives me an opportunity to talk to people that um, often haven't been on the show before, and also to reconnect with people who have been on the show. And you guys were on the show, I think it's got to be three or four years ago now, it seems like anyway, and uh, it was with a different band. So I think the best way to kind of get this started is if you want to introduce yourselves and just uh, a little bit about the kind of music you play now, and then we can sort of, you know, figure out the timeline of uh, what's happened with the different projects and go from there. Cool. Uh, yeah, my name is Cody Gertson. Adam Hill. Um, we're the Prairie Joggers. Okay. And to be to be general, we're a, we're a folk rock band. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, like every other band, there's some other bits and pieces we could throw in there, but sure. that, that, that is our essence. Right on. Okay, well, uh, the, when I met you before, you were both playing in Otter Than the Otters. And mm-hmm. like I said, that was a few years ago now. So what's kind of the timeline? Like, when did this duo project actually get started? Well, we've been, like, with even with the Otters, we wrote all the songs together and kind of were the, you know, the, the start of that whole thing. And even while we were playing with them, we were kind of, you know, writing all these songs and trying to figure out where they fit. And we were busking. And okay. We actually kind of needed a busking name, and we kind of on a on a whim went with the Prairie Joggers. So, and as as the otters evolved, and we were still writing all different kinds of songs, we we found we had all these songs that didn't really fit with the otters. So we kind of always had the thought that we'd have a second project that would fit this kind of little more mellow vibe that uh, was a little different than what the otters were progressing into, which was kind of like a just a rock and roll band really yeah it's very high energy kind of bluesy funky yeah yeah yeah. and we we still we still like to rock and you know like get pretty energetic but there's also uh i think a different side that the otters never really cracked into okay Mm -hmm. are the otters still a going concern at this point we are we're on well, a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, yeah, we're on a bit of a hiatus. We've we've actually we we recorded a couple songs a little while ago. So, you know, we we had plans and stuff, and 
I don't know. COVID COVID nineteen is uh, making things even more difficult. Well, sure. <laughs> I, I think we would be on a hiatus anyway. But yeah. uh, uh, the other guys have some other things they're doing, and uh, like Mitch Cruz is in Thrill Thrill, and the other two guys are both in another band called Mojo Method. So okay. Um, and and didn't have the freedom. Not that touring is an option right now, but uh, well, not for anybody. Right? Th- that we wanted to do is kind of like hit the road a little more, and you know we're both servers and bartenders, so it's uh, it was more of an option, and it kind of just seemed like the right move to. And you know we'll probably gig with those boys again sometime. And cool. Does this does this two person kind of folkier project? Is it is it more versatile in the sense that you can play in different, maybe different spots that you couldn't play with the otters or you can maybe take it on the road easier without, you know, needing as much equipment and things like that. Yes. Yeah. In, in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. We can, uh, we could go on, we could go on the road in a car and probably fit all of our gear in it. So it's a lot easier to travel. Um, we can, uh, we can, we can, we can dumb down our sets and do cafes you know, we're we're we were we were looking to book some house shows and possibly even host our own house shows before cool. this session. And we were we had a, a bass player lined up too to try and and we were kinda of looking for a guitar player. At some point once we started playing bars and stuff again, we'd also like to fill out our band and hire a couple other musicians to play live with us. So we'll be able to play a wide a wide range of uh, of venues. Cool. Well, you mentioned earlier that you two were kind of the main songwriters in the other band. How, how does this differ in, in terms of the writing? I mean, is it hard for you to transition from sort of the mode you were in for writing most songs to doing, you know, a bit of a different style? Or would you say the songs are kind of similar, just played differently almost, if, if that makes sense? It, it's it's very similar. I mean, we, uh, we kind of still write all the songs. A lot of the songs we're playing now are songs we've been sitting on and kind of waiting to... Uh, really like i don't know just have have the time to work on and uh and and give it give them the right vibe and and with the otters is like that like kind of crazy high energy came with playing with those guys because they would you know we'd bring a very raw folk song and they would really kind of um punch it you know punch it up. In. yeah so that's kind of so man we actually like there's a few otter songs we're playing too that we're changing it up or chilling out or doing you know having some fun with uh I don't know, just yeah. playing them in a totally different way. Yeah. So it hasn't, it hasn't really changed our writing style. I don't know if that's kind of also what you were curious about. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I'm wondering, is, is there is there pressure on you to sort of, you know, stray from the comfort zone you guys have been in for so long with the Otters because you're doing something uh, different? Like, is there... Well, with, well, with, with, with the Otters, the, the Otters started out with, with Adam and I with an acoustic guitar at home. Right. Uh, and, and then, you know, we, we brought, we were super close with Joe. Joe just came to jam and it was like a natural fit. And Joe was in a band called Mojo Method with Mitch. And we're like, well, we should bring Mitch in. It was very natural. And for every song that we've written with the Otters, it's like we bring this raw song and Joe and Mitch just do their thing. Right. Okay. No, like, just, just Mitch play funky bass. <laughs> Joe, play some high energy shredding blues leads, and that's kind of what the otters were. That's kind of what the otters were. Yeah, you just kind of like let those guys do their thing, and that's kind of the songs would just kind of become themselves. Right. There's no added pressure for us, or really any any change in the way that we're putting music together. It stayed the same. We 
we we just feed off of each other. Well, I, th I think one of the differences too is like we we've always loved the songwriting process and like just songwriting like lyrically and like putting them together and uh, it's kind of been nice to kind of bring things back where it's like you know the otters kind of came to a point where it was about the guitar solos and like just the high energy shows and like yeah. this kind of mm -hmm. just with like this different vibe which is still a lot of fun and and but not exactly maybe we weren't kind of getting like the our songs across as I think we will be with this project and having a bit more of like a laid back uh, structure, like, like with the EP, we have, you know, uh, like a little bit of bass on everything and Micah Ehrenberg playing a little tremolo guitars just to fill things in. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. and, and that's kind of what we're looking for to kind of just build like a, I don't know. No, that, that, made, that makes sense. I, 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 I do definitely understand what you're saying. But then maybe that's a good segue right there. I mean, talking about Micah Ehrenberg, because you recorded this EP with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, our other single as well. How, how did that come about? I mean, do you, were you guys already friends or acquaintances we, before? Or? We were big Micah Ehrenberg fans already before yeah. we had him. And uh, we'd seen his EP release show and he'd, or his album release show at the Goodwill a couple of years ago. And that was my first time seeing him perform. It was just like blown away. Yeah, he's crazy always, good life. Always being a huge Mike Ehrenberg fan, and then at um, I don't know if it was if it was Hoot Owl Festival yet or if it was still Shine On. We met uh, his his girlfriend Mandy at the festival and became friends with her. Oh, cool. And uh, that's kind of how that really how that connection came to be. Uh, Met, we became friends with Mandy, and then a few months later, we, the Otters were playing a show at Flavor Country Ranch in Saskatoon, and Mandy and Micah came out cool. just to see the show. And that's where we first kind of introduced the idea to Micah that we'd like to record with him. And he was super down, and that's where that all began. So, so Hoot Owl Shine On Festival is where yeah, a yeah. connection. Was made. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. But, but big. But most most importantly is that we were just really big Micah fans, and we really like the things that he's doing and the sound he has. It's very yeah. raw and kind of. There's there's no fake in it with that guy. So. No, for sure. New strings on high, got a bucket of blues. Small teeth, small roots, got to tight and red Gonna move, gonna groove, gonna twirl that dress Gonna swing, gonna start, I got to shake that mess Floor 13 at the top of the scene Stay a while longer, catch the bandicoot scream Moving down about to hit the gas, drop a dime
kind of thought about his music like, i'm a big fan of his as well and i'm actually gonna have him on the podcast in a few weeks which is cool um but yeah. but he uh i feel like he's always his songs are very very well put together like in a weird subtle way because he seems like he's just bashing it out off the top of his head but there's so much more kind of depth to what he's doing and every time it surprises me listening to the lyrics for like the fourth or fifth time and just be like whoa that was what that was about like that's you know and so i imagine but then on top of that, he has the, the crazy live energy and stuff too, right? So wh- I guess what is the what drew you guys to his music in the first place? Was it the kind of a, was it both? Was it the the songwriter element or, or the performance element or what? It was both for me. I think he he's got a crazy. His songs are amazing, like you said, with like songs off his new album. I'm yeah. still listening to and still realizing just how deep the lyrics are. But then you watch him perform, and he's an insanely talented guitar player. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a musician. So that for me, at first, it was like, whoa, this guy, like, sh- can chicken pick shred country music and play, like, kind of, like, droning, ambient, like, weird introvert music. I don't know. There's all these different sides to him. And he's got this really dry, funny sense of humor. Yeah. He's, for, he's, very, he's very personable and... And I, I love how he changed, like, he um, plays his, his ballad off his album, Love Is Gonna Find You, as a punk, like, rock song at a show, and just the change-ups, and I, I don't know. It's so unpredictable. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it, he's just, he's really refreshing, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and then, and then working with him was so interesting, because he's, he's, he's an extremely motivated person. Uh, so... And during the recording process, he was a very like hardworking, motivated, focused person, uh, but also with his consistent, stupid jokes and dry humor. And yeah, we got along really well. It was a really good experience working awesome. with him. Do you feel like any of his kind of uh, you know all the stuff we just talked about? Did any of that rub off on you guys when you were recording with him? I would say, in maybe not necessarily on our songwriting style uh i don't think he necessarily has influenced maybe i shouldn't say 
that because we're still writing music. Maybe he'll, he'll <laughs> influence and inspire the yeah. songs. But like the songs that we recorded, it wasn't necessarily influencing the way we put our songs together, but definitely influenced the way that we want to record. Okay. The way that we want to be musicians and be independent. I think he's inspired us to kind of do more of our own thing. We're looking at starting to record our music ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and he's a very do it DIY, do it yourself guy, and uh, that I think he's inspired us to be more independent and to be. That, that's kind of where he's touched us the most. Well, and even just how he picked up his guitar and kind of effortlessly threw some leads and chose tremolo, which I'm like a huge, always pushing for tremolo and <laughs> never really got it. And he just naturally just goes and does that. And, yeah. and that's that's kind of a sound that I think like because we kind of. This EP is a collaboration of like, like kind of our blues rock side and like kind of our beachy rock side, right? And and that kind of brings the two together, I think, too. Kind of uh, ties everything together. And um, yeah, I don't know. yeah. So you can definitely hear Micah. If you listen to all the lead guitar on our EP, all right, all the songs that we've yeah. released, that that is Micah doing his thing. That's cool. Do you, yeah. When is the actual EP coming out? It's not until June, right? June nineteenth. So we've released two singles. Right. So, what has yeah. the process been kind of, I mean, you're releasing an EP, which is, you know, uh, right in the middle of a pandemic. How Obviously, you guys are in the same room together, so that hasn't been an issue. But how has this affected you? Because, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people since this has happened on the show, and everyone seems to have had a different impact, whether it means, like, some bands haven't been able to jam at all because they're all in their own houses or apartments uh you know other bands have had to cancel tours cancel shows what's been the impact on you guys and and was this date for the ep already set in stone before this happened yeah like we we had a we had a ep release show at the goodwill planned we were supposed to be on tour right now we had like a tour kickoff at the garage we had a lot of things uh like live shows ready to rock um i mean we we rent a house together so there's part of it that's been kind of nice. We've been able to really tighten up. Like we kind of thought some in like our first video dreaming of paradise was shot in house, like kind of right when this whole thing started, it was like, well, we're not getting anyone to come help us. Like, let's just do it ourselves. So, um, which we kind of like doing anyway. So it, it, that, that worked out, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to adjust and we're doing all the, the starting to really get into the Facebook live Instagram live. We're going to plan something cool for our, the show that should have been at the Goodwill do something at our place, okay. uh, but that's that's still, uh, I don't know, yeah. being planned. Yeah. And in a weird way, it's given us more time to put in more effort to this. We we're both working between part-time and full-time serving and bartending. Uh, and we're, we both, we're, we've been out of work since this has started. So in, in a weird way, it's provided us with more time to, to work on everything that we're doing okay <laughs> so we've had to cancel lots of shows but we've had more time to work on the back end stuff and, and jamming and writing and doing all this stuff and we're building a studio so a lot of time yeah. has been learning how to record and yeah. and uh, work at that so cool. yeah. you know yeah. we're, we're we're keeping very busy and uh i don't know trying not to let it uh, get us down <laughs> yeah what about the timing of the ep release like do, do you feel that's going to affect anything as far as Who's going to hear it, or are we in this weird future now where it doesn't even matter? Well, 
you know, it's 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 this is the the first step for for what we believe and what we intend on being a, a career, right? Uh, as a band, uh, so I think I don't know. It's hard to say. I think lots of people are also uh, spending a lot of extra time. People who aren't working are eager to find new music, and I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I I don't I don't think that. Uh, I think over the next year we've got some plans to and, and some marketing efforts to to bring in new fans, and I think that having an EP released already is going to be a really important thing for us for bringing in new fans. Sure. So I think it's going to end up being a positive thing that we're going to have this out here, even though we're not able to do the shows locally to promote it. But I still think that um, this is a, a, an important stepping stone and timing wise a good time for us to release it does the whole otters thing help you in terms of you know just the word is out there because people know you're your other band like is that has that impacted you at all mm. like we like all like i mean uh we had stopped gigging quite a bit with the otters yeah so but i mean all our friends and family have been incredibly supportive so we've we've yeah. got a lot of transfer from that and people who are interested to see what we're doing so when we did start gigging uh before all this we had you know a, a good number of friends and 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 all that coming out and uh yeah we were kind of just getting to the tip of the iceberg there and uh yeah but i, I would say it, it helped us a little bit okay yeah it helped us a little bit there are people that are listening to our music because of the honors. Well, and booking shows was great because we have all the connections and, you know, we've got good laws with, you know, yeah. all, all the all the owners out there. So Yeah, that helps. That, helps that made things easy for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know you kind of, like, are you calling it a folk group? Is that sort of the, the, the easy answer if someone asks you what kind of music you play or do you have, do you have a way of describing it that, that is more specific or detailed than that? You'd have to read our bio to. Well, <laughs> well we're 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 a folk rock band okay. uh, at the core, and I think that if you listen to almost any of the songs that we play, you'll be able to draw that from it. But there are definitely lots of other tapes coming in. Yeah. And, well, like what? You know, like what? What kind of things are influencing you guys? Well, there's, there's, there's the kind of like like Jack Johnson, Paulo Nutini esque, like beachy daydream songs. Yeah, yeah, and then sure. Are like the rugged barroom blues, like Jake Bug or early Jake Bug. Yeah, early Jake Bug. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, those like, those are kind of the two sides, and then everything kind of falls in the middle. And we've got some more twangy stuff that's uh, kind of like maybe inspired by like Old Crow Medicine Show. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jack Johnson, early Jake Bug, early Old Crow Medicine Show. Okay. Okay. I don't know, I'm not sure what the Venn diagram looks like of those three those three circles. But, uh, the reason I ask, I guess, is because like Winnipeg has you know a very very strong roots folk kind of scene and always has, right? And I mean, I don't know if you guys necessarily fit into that, but you do have folk somewhere in the genre description. Yeah, so yeah. like, where do you kind of find yourself within the local music scene? I mean, you know, you're playing an acoustic guitar. That's gonna maybe it shouldn't, but it might exclude you from a lot of the rock bands wanting you to open, for example. And then you also have drums, which is going to make you maybe excluded from some of the straight up folk music. So have you found kind of a place where you think you fit within the city? Well, with, with, with a lot of that too, is with like the bigger shows where you need a bigger sound is where once we start playing 
uh, venues again, we want to have hired guns who, you know, are going to yeah, put in right. some electric guitar and some, some bass and, you know, whatever else it is. And then for the smaller shows, we, we have ways of dumbing the drum kit down. I use bamboo sticks for smaller shows okay. and, you know, we, we're, we're doing live streams off our living room floor and we're still working on the levels, but you know, you can, you, we can manage with drums and that we've been doing this for a while. So, um, yeah, like I guess you said you've been busking too, right? So, I mean, you have to pretty much play to the situation there. Yeah. So we can even break it down further if, if need be. I mean, yeah. and every, every artist does it at some point for whatever the showcase is where you can't have a drummer, you bring a shaker or a tambourine or a cajon or sure. you know, yeah. whatever, it, whatever it is. But yeah, our goal is definitely to be able to to be allowed and be as quiet as possible. We okay. want to be able to fill in whatever we need, and we're going to bring people in to fill in those sounds where they're lacking. Warmest winter I've ever known, although I have never felt so cold. There's a sea full of fish, I've been told God knows I am getting old I'll run to the Maritimes Swim through Atlantic tides To bring my griefs to life I'll go back here tonight Dreaming of a paradise With you They'll both have to go Summer splinters and mud on our toes Relax, let it unfold Perhaps you I can hold Five sheets to the wind in the rain Eyes kiss, lips do the same I'll give my waking breaths in exchange To go back there tonight of a paradise with you dreaming of a paradise with you I'll run to the Maritimes swim through Atlantic tides and give my waking breaths in exchange to go back to tonight think that there's like are there other other artists locally that you kind of feel a kinship with that you can say whether they sound like you or not you can kind of say oh yeah we we would fit well on a bill with with these guys well energy wise and from past performance and experience wise i mean we love house handshake we okay. get along with them skylar bouchard micah Ehrenberg, 
And I know Del Barber's probably a bit out of her league right now, but we love Del Barber. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'd be a great opening band for Del. Yeah. <laughs> and she dropped uh, the Sweet Alibi is also out of our league <laughs> right now, but we also love Sweet Alibi. So I think those would be the local bands that we know of that we've got a, that we're either fans of. Yeah. Or that we've got good relationships and, with it. And, and we, we, we played with the Amadians a few times, and mm-hmm. they're another one. Uh, two Crows for Comfort is oh, on. Two Crows for Comfort. They're on kind of the chiller side of things a long time, but they're, they're great. And totally. Cassati as yeah. well. I, yeah, I like how you named like the past two years of podcast guests I've had on the show. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. But no, like, I, what I like about that is all of those bands are very diverse in terms of sound. I mean, there's definitely some similarities between a few of them. But, I mean, someone like Del Barber and, and Cassati, for example, I mean, they're playing, I guess, folk-influenced music, but they're radically different, right? And, I mean, you yeah, guys yeah. are doing a third thing <laughs> as well, and it, it, but there's still some kind of uh, common thread throughout all of those. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's just good, it's good to hear, right? I mean, I guess that's a good problem to have, is, is being sort of nebulous as far as what genre you play, because you can you can fit in with, with whoever. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think, I think that we've got... Uh... I think that we've kind of got our own little style going on and we've reached out to friends and family and asked every, and asked a few people to, to chip in and, and let us know who they think we sound like. And we've gotten a pretty wide array of answers or wide array, sorry, of answers. And I don't know. I think we're, we're still also discovering who we are and where we're going to go, but yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's a, again, it's, it's a good problem to have, right? Where you, you yeah. can't be necessarily pinned down. So once the EP comes out, is it coming out in physical form or are you just doing the digital thing? For now, I think we're focusing on digital. But as soon as, you know, things start going and we're going to be um, playing shows and stuff, you know, that's 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 uh, not 100% sure. But I think we're thinking just an online release now to save us some trouble and, uh, and you know, wait till we're seeing people in person and, you know, we'll, we'll have some... Pretty cake and shows mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, they'll be around. Yeah, but yeah. for sure, physical at, at some point yeah. for sure. Yeah, we're gonna wait till we really like need to order CDs or anything, so we sure. don't dish out a bunch of money that we don't have to because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> money's tight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's for everyone, especially now, right? I mean, everyone's kind of oh, stuck yeah. in the same yeah. boat yeah. right now. So yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, do you like how long have you been working on these songs that that are on the EP? How long have you been living with them? They're most like. Between two and four years, yeah. Okay, they're they're all I don't know. Uh, yeah, about that, and it's they were kind of chosen. Like some of the, it's it's uh, it's really just the best starting point for us. They're not songs that will you know necessarily always be playing at our high energy shows, but it kind of just is a nice blend of the two styles we're doing. Like okay. dreaming of a paradise is as beachy as our music gets, and. Uh, me to you is as folky as it gets and then cloud songs kind of and pocket of blues have that kind of rock element Mm -hmm. and also two of the songs were written by cody and two of them were written by me so it's kind of got an even uh uh, a spread of all that as well so Mm -hmm. well i guess the reason i was asking that is like do you feel at any point that those songs especially now because you're on lockdown and you're basically have the time to to work on new stuff right do you feel like those songs are still representative of, of the way you sound or are you just happy to get them out as kind of a calling card and then move on to the next thing? No, they, they, they still represent, uh, the, like we kind of mentioned the bar and blues and yeah. the beach. Sides. So they still represent those sides. 
Um, we found we, ourselves playing them yeah, a little differently. Yeah, now. we're yeah we're playing them maybe a little differently, but we we've got a, a, a large catalog of songs that that we chose these from, and we kind of already have an idea on the songs that we're going to be releasing in the next year or two, and okay. kind of an idea, a tentative order of things. So we chose these songs with accordance to what we're planning on doing in the future as well. So. Uh, like Adam kind of just previously said, we chose these songs because we thought it was a good starting point to kind of introduce people to the different things that we're going to be doing. Okay. So it's a kind of like a segue into what to expect in a way. Yeah. The, the one thing, we do have a few songs that kind of have a bit more of a twang and maybe a bit more rock, gusto, or maybe even a country vibe okay. than what's on the EP. And that would be the only thing that is maybe missing yeah. a little bit of from the EP. Yeah. That would be the only thing that might not quite be there entirely. Okay. And, and that's a big reason we're getting our like audio and video and in-house down. So we can release live off the floor videos and kind of show what's coming next and what kind of our other influences mm -hmm. are. And, okay. and we do a lot of covers that we kind of try to make our own. And uh, like next week, We'll, we're doing, releasing a cover of Mike Ehrenberg's "What Am I Doing Here?" Oh, cool! Uh, live off the floor, mm -hmm. and, and uh, yeah, we got some we got some cool stuff planned that way as well to kind of show what what else is uh, I don't know coming your way. How soon after the EP release are you going to start working on the follow up? Like, do you have? It sounds like you have a plan in place for when you want to release what. So we're gonna uh, uh, what we're what we're thinking right now tentatively is we're going to be releasing three or four singles over the winter okay and then an album next year oh cool okay so maybe an album fall next year maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah who, who, depends who, on yeah. cody how good cody and yeah. his girlfriend get at uh yeah me and my girlfriend are trying to figure out how to record everything ourselves so we'll see where we get with that right on so we've got we've kind of got like a fallback plan where like you know if our songs aren't sounding as well as as great as we'd like to have them sound we'll we'll reach out to somebody to mix them but we're going to try and start recording everything here so our, our plan is to release three or four singles over the next winter and an album next year. What is your what has your experience been releasing singles? I mean you know it, it, things are so different now than they were even five ten years ago as far as how people consume music. Have you found that single like digital singles are a successful way to get 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 the word out, get people to hear your band. I think it is if you've been releasing music and have a following. It's been a little tricky for us because we're a new band, and yeah. there's you know there's so much, so many other artists kind of saturating the pool, and uh, we're we're really we're trying to learn a lot about how to release songs. And mm -hmm. it's like after every single, we learn five things we should have done, and then we apply them to the next thing. Yeah, and uh, but. Yeah, I, I I think it's 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 going as good as I think, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I think people consume music really fast. They do. We're, yeah. we're, we're basing everything we're doing off of uh, things that we're we've been spending a lot of time since COVID started educating ourselves okay. on how to be independent musicians. Um, and like Adam just said, every time we do something, a week later we're like, whoa. <laughs> There's like a dozen things you could have done differently, and that's awesome. So I think singles is a great way to to learn. You know, it's it's when you release an EP or an album, you've just used up five songs, and when you release one song, you're able to learn a lot more from it. Right now, we're, we're, there's so many things to learn that releasing singles, I think, is a huge benefit. 
Okay. And I think for, for newer starting artists, I think releasing singles is an awesome way to kind of get your groove down. Yeah, you it's know? an interesting way and to do it for sure. Down, start releasing music, learn what the process is, learn about the things that you need to do. And that's what we're learning a lot about right now is just to how, how to be independent musicians and learning about all the things that we're going to have to do behind the scenes. And find your sound as well and your, and your audience. Yeah. 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 They're good stepping stones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's. I mean, again, it's so different than it used to be. But one thing I do like about the way the internet has kind of become the new way people consume music is that, regardless of genre, like everyone is doing it the DIY punk rock way. You know, that this just kind of become the established way for independent bands to do it, which is awesome because you know, like I remember being in punk bands as a kid, like and and making you know hand dubbing tapes and photocopying covers and stuff. It's not that anymore, but it's essentially the same aesthetic and the same kind of uh, same thing, just in a different medium, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's things are just moving so much faster. So if you're able to kind of hone in on some things that you're good at, there's a lot of opportunity to find new fans with, totally. with through social media and, and, and through Spotify and through discovery and through playlists. Yeah. Whatever. You know, there's, there's so many different mediums for you to tackle. Um, that there's, I think there's a lot more opportunity for independent artists to, to find their groove. So, yeah. Our footsteps walk patiently in time Over gravel, dusting up the day Mindlessly ponder why you would have left so soon Still I hope this road leads me to you Gravel to grass, hardly feels noon Rushing water, though things still sound the same I walk it softer as the sun reaches noon God, I hope this river leads me to you Water to trees hardly feels change When shaking the leaves that old sound still remains My walk is softer, the environment is how I hope this forest leads me to you To you Forest inclines leads me to the rocks Scaling hastily the sound of you sustains See the peak now, my climb is almost through If only this mountain would lead me to you If only this mountain
I complain all the time. I'm very much like, get off my lawn, you damn kids. But about music, <laughs> uh, because I listen to physical media and all this stuff. But like, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many benefits I can see to it. And I think if I was in a band now, I haven't been for like over a decade. And that band wasn't really very successful anyway. But, <laughs> you know, like, I, I think that I would probably embrace it more. But yeah, I, I'm kind of stuck in my old man, like, you know, refusal to uh, to get with Spotify and stuff. But I can see how it works for artists for sure. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I look back and I think back to the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and it's like, if you didn't have a record deal, yeah, good good luck. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. you got to find somebody. You've got to go out there and play shows. And there was a way of doing it. But now, you know, there's a there's a bit more of an there's a bit more of an accessible and the, the, the market's way more saturated. Yeah, everywhere is everyone more, has there's band, more yeah. shit or crap out there. Yeah, but it's also a little bit more accessible, you know. So well, how I guess like just to just to end on this part, maybe how do you guys sort of what's your plan for rising above all the shit out there? Because I mean, like you know, for everyone doing a project like you're doing, where you're actually putting the time and effort and writing good songs and, and recording it properly, there's like. 300 people sitting there with a tape deck hitting record not literally a tape deck but you know what i mean and just Mm -hmm. bashing something out without really giving it much thought and maybe they're better at marketing themselves so they get more listens like in this crazy dystopian future how how do you how do you get noticed like what what is the key to that Mm -hmm. well i mean i I think for part of our how we see it too is uh you know creating consistent content always having uh you know new music whether it's singles or live off the floor videos music videos lyric videos uh also just spending the time to find our audience like find out where the people like where who are these people that would relate to our music and really putting in the time and you know a little bit of money for advertising and trying to find these people because um i I think that's really how you do it especially when you can barely leave your house right now like yeah sure sure and then I don't know. And when things open up, you can tour to those places and cater to those people. And I don't know. Yeah. We want, we want to spend a bit of money on advertising, find out where our fans are and nurture those relationships and then go to those places once we're able to. And release Um, consistent content. Release consistent content, consistent music. And we are planning on where we've been going live on Facebook every Tuesday, every two weeks. Cool. And we intend we don't know when yet, once we're ready, maybe summer sometime, that we're going to start doing that weekly. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, very likely. Yeah. We're going to start doing that weekly. So we want to show up every day, keep bringing new fans to our pages, keep introducing ourselves to new new fans. Yeah. And I think uh, consistency is, I think, the big element and I think what we're going to do. Well, and we have a lot of fun creating content. Like, we love shooting stuff ourselves and, you know, we've got a lot of talented friends who do some of our photography from nice. uh, Kevin Moretz, Joey Sam, Florissa Music. Uh, we got a good, we got kind of a community started and uh, I think just kind of coming up with some new cool content and I don't know, ha- having fun with it as long as you can put up with the grain from my camera. Like, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess sure. also, I, I definitely agree with you. Also being, being, like you just said, doing a lot of the the content creating ourselves also being we want to be able to create the music ourselves in our house so we yeah. can do it faster. yeah for so sure. we more more cost efficient and be able to create things just faster so we want to be able to keep up and then you you have the ability to put them out there so all everyone no matter where they are can hear it right away yeah. right so yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a win-win yeah 
So what is the actual date of the EP release again? June 19th. And where can people find that when it comes out? Every single streaming platform you could possibly think of. Okay. Bandcamp and our website. And what's the website address? www.theprairiejoggers.com And I, I wasn't going to ask it, but what, what is the significance behind the name? I was going to go the whole interview without asking, but <laughs> I, you know, now that you mentioned it again, it, it's, it's an odd name. Like, what, what's the Prairie Jogger? Uh, like, like I said earlier, it, it, it really didn't have much meaning in the beginning. It was, we were busking, and right. we were like, if we need a name, we kind of went through things, we kind of said that and laughed, and then we got our busking license, and we went to get our our tag and the girl looks at us and says okay well what do you call yourselves <laughs> and we're like uh and we just looked at each other and we're like the prairie joggers so we busked two summers in a row at the forks and all around and that was kind of the just the name we gave our duo because it was written on a piece of paper <laughs> so then when we branched off to do our own thing it's kind of uh it, it would just seem like the natural course and we already had a a, a bit of a a, a silly name with our preceding band, so sure. figured, figured we'd, we'd continue being a, a, bit, a bit of dorks, and uh, and it's kind of picked up meaning along the way, and um, yeah, right on. I mean, I, I can't. I, I have a podcast with the stupidest name ever, so I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> you definitely can't criticize, but no, it's cool. Um, so if people want to check out the EP, they should, uh, I guess, tune into whatever service they use after the nineteenth. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, if, if they want to, I mean, we're going to be releasing music every two weeks up until that. Perfect. So we've still got one more single to release in between the release. So, and we've got music on Spotify, Apple music right now. Right on. And that's stuff on Facebook. Those those live stuff you're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And videos on YouTube as well. Right on. Yeah. Music videos and lyric videos. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, good luck with the EP release. Hopefully the, uh, things get back to some form of normalcy sooner rather than later. So you guys can play actual shows and and can actually get, get it out there physically to people. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're glad you're doing this. I'm glad that, you know, even though the otters aren't super active right now, you guys are still playing and you have a new project and yeah, best of luck to you. Thanks again for doing the show. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us on the podcast. We're, we're really excited to be, be part of this. Here we go, 
Life for a leg, light for a drag Got a cure for cancer, keep it tucked away Down the bottom of some bottle, that's where it will stay Got the shtick for sadness, I rolled it up today Let it out of my lungs on a rainy day Moving day, the rear view leads the way Not the one in my story of my mind Not the one in my story Not the one in my eyes Piano keys play with these Nicotine stained lines Left behind forgive but don't forget There's only one thing that's left When we find ourselves together Across my head, frown from ear to ear. Take my medicine, wash it down with the closest open beer. I ain't got a voice, yours is in your head. I awake at night long as you're not home in bed. Heard your heart hurts like mine, is it hurt less with time? Not the one in my story, not the one in my eye. Sun so strong. Of my mind, not the one in my story, not the one in my eyes. Piano keys play with these, these nicotine stained lines. Left behind, forget, but don't forget, there's only one thing that's left when we find ourselves together. Let's hope it lasts forever When we find ourselves together 